So I was sitting here. I was thinking that I was originally going to try to act like I was Stephen and Mark from the night. <laughs> but I quickly realized that my ability to actually make my voice sound anything remotely like what they do in that show um, would not happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I will say that, what's his name? Kanshu? His voice is funny to me because he, he be talking like he really so annoyed and it brings me such joy. He is. But we will get, we will get so into glad. all of those wonderful things. Yes, I'm so glad they gave him a personality. I didn't know how they yes. were going to do Kanshu. Mm-hmm. Or I if he was, was going to even... sound like some omnipotent presence all the time. Well, he kind of do. Yeah, but it's like, but not in the sense that you think he he sounds like the Watcher yes. or God or something. Where mm-hmm. he's just kind of hovering over. He's like, <laughs> he's just funny. He's funny. I just it brings me joy. How art thou? Just have any big? Oh, you did have big fun this weekend. Get I did have big, big tattoos. I got a tattoo, mm-hmm. and I will say that um, the itch has been scratched and it mm-hmm. has been renewed, and I will be. Getting more I'm, done to this piece on my arm. Oh, you already planning it? I've already planned it. I was looking at it this morning. I was just like, "Yeah, this spot right here. Oh, y'all can't see, but we can see each other. Mm-hmm. This spot right here needs something. Right there, go it needs for, something. Go for it. Go so for I it. I am, but I don't know if it's going to be more roses or if it's going to be a different type of flower. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm definitely. I think what it is is it's the artist. Super mm-hmm. sweet. Super dope. Um. I have a comment that I'll say, but I'll say it off the air to you. Um, But uh, it was nice. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too painful, which is why I can continue to get more because it didn't hurt that bad. Hmm. So either it didn't, even the pain is the same as my last one, or it's just since then, then I've lived a little bit more life. I've had a baby practically without drugs. So it might just be that. Mm Mm-hmm. So hmm. we'll see, but I don't know. It wasn't as painful and I love it. And I'm going to go back so she can finish, give me some more. And um, I'm tempted to just reach out and be like, yeah, let's go ahead and set another appointment for like May or June. Hmm. I'm to add the rest. Because I don't have any anywhere. What do you want? I told myself if I get something out, first I want to drop some weight first. I want to have it on my arm because I want it to be all muscular looking over here on the tricep. Um, you I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Babe, That's I important. talked about getting a type of tattoo together. I just don't know what type it would be. But yeah, one day. We'll figure it out. One day. But Blurreds, we're back. It's hey. almost Blurreds. I'm JB, and well, you've been hearing the wonderful voice and styles of JB and Duffcat. <laughs> this is not quite a storm because that's exactly what it felt like. Um, Oh, the Quiet Storm from Kiss 102 FM. And I was like, Foxy. Do you remember Foxy when you were living here? Foxy 107, 104. 104. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it was giving me. It's so funny because when I was in school, you know, at the illustrious University of North Carolina Central University, and y'all just going to have to deal with the illustrious part. I don't know what HBCU that doesn't use illustrious when they are introducing their right. names. And um, they had like a segment every night like around nine until or so there was a channel that was broadcasted on campus that was it really reminded me do you have or have had spectrum or time warner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Do you remember the Music Choice channels? Mm-hmm. That's what they had, and they would play that. This is it was Music Choice before it was Music Choice. They would play that on TV, and it would be like like screenshots or screen grabs with like Google Images to match whatever the song was. Mm-hmm. It could have been the artist or like the album. Kind of like they have in the gym. Like you go to the gym, they have the music playing, and they have a thing, and it has like an image yeah, up at the or top. Yes. But this one was very bootleg and very like a student stole this image from the internet and did not think about resolution or any of that. But it just reminded me um, of that. That's when I know it was going to start because they would play that song. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I didn't do much. I did participate in Final Four festivities yesterday. Was that fun? Really, it was a really, really huge bar here called Sidecar Social. It's like over 20,000 square feet. Oh it is huge. But is it was great. Yeah. yeah. Were they charging a cover? Mm-mm. Oh. Because no, they knew they were making tons of money from off of the drinks the and things. Mm-hmm. Cool child. Looking at that bill that I paid for yesterday. They made their money back. So y'all just had a good time. Did y'all get yeah. food, drinks? Yeah, we did. We got food and drinks. I got like a, a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. He got wings and fries, and we both had three drinks each. So we got there around like four fifteen ish, like in the middle of the Villanova Kansas game. Well, on the, on the first half, and we didn't get home until nine. So. Oh, that's right. The game was, but the game didn't start mm-hmm. till nine till here. Mm. Nine ish. Yeah, because so. we went home around at halftime. Oh, okay. Y'all went down at halftime. Yeah, we we came back home to finish the rest of the game at halftime because the place was only like eight minutes from our house. So, um, see, I didn't watch the game. Um, of course, my husband was here watching it, but I bet you the atmosphere, like at a bar somewhere, probably would have been intense. And I don't like those types of games. I don't like when games are close. I hate it. Yeah. See, I would have loved to watch that game in North Carolina because I'm in Texas, and the Texas, I mean the the UNC Duke rivalry thing is a thing still nationally, but it's a different experience when you're in North Carolina with people from North Carolina. Yeah. Because we looked around and there was only one other person that was wearing anything that the teams represent. Like oh, wow. the table beside us, it was a UNC fan there. Brian had on his Duke stuff. Those were like the only two people we saw in the whole place. Really? So I guess mm-hmm. it really is not really that big a thing, but you know, here it was. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> Franklin Street popping. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we had homework. We were going to be watching Daredevil, mm-hmm. Titans, mm-hmm. and the newest and what well, newest MCU show to debut, Moon Knight, which came through. So, so before we go ahead into all those things, I did come across something. That okay. says that the runtime for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is actually shorter than people that had originally been reported. Before it was reported to be like two and a half hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. It is now being reported the film is two hours and six minutes. Oh. Mm-hmm. So about 20, 30 minutes shorter. Um, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's... And um, just to draw some comparison to something else, um, it is the exact same length that the first Iron Man was. Yeah. It's not long at all. In the grand scheme of things, when you have things like Infinity War and Endgame and No Way Home, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Or hell, even Eternals. Cause Eternals, that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They said that they said quality versus quantity. Um, maybe they felt like keeping too much in there was going to take away from stuff. Like it would have been a lot more filler. Maybe I don't know. But people mm-hmm. like filler, especially if it's filled with stuff. Like I don't, I don't mind fluff if it makes sense, right? Like um, we can debate if mm, could they have left that in there? Could they have taken it out and it wouldn't have made a difference to the story? Yes. But like if it's like a filler fluffer type of situation where like I like it, say it's like I don't know a character from the X Men is being introduced in this moment and it may not necessarily been necessary to introduce them, but having them would have been like yo. So mm-hmm. stuff like that, I'm sh- I'm cool with it being like filler and fluff. But um, if if it don't really make sense and y'all still keep it in there, then okay, just go ahead and cut it out. Hmm. Well, I I don't know. I, I just I feel like there's so many angles that the show, the movie, could be going in that maybe they were concerned that maybe they maybe they they became concerned about there being too much of stuff in there. Mm. Like, because that's that's also been one of my fears. Like, there's a lot that's happening in this movie. It's like, and I think they're going to be straddling the line between a lot that makes sense or a lot that just feels like a lot. So I guess we'll see because we are down almost to the last month. I'm trying to debate if I'm going to go ahead and buy my tickets. I'm April six bought. (laughs) purchased i'm not even i'm if if they go on sale during a meeting i'm gonna have to tell them to pause i got tickets to get i got tickets to get i'm treating it just like when no way home i'm I'm treating it just like when janet goes on tour don't play in my face i need these tickets i am so hyped for this movie i am so hyped to see okay so i'm gonna be honest my hypeness is really because of wanda Wanda's made all of us love her in ways that we did not think we would when she was first introduced. Mm-hmm. They did so well with developing her character over the, the course of all those movies. And then for us to completely buy into her as a person with WandaVision. I would watch anything she's in. Me too. I would t- just give me a hint. I'm and I keep hint. saying this. I keep saying this. And I know this is like essential to her character. But I really feel like they wrote her back, like the way that they wrote her back in the day, because I feel like it's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of men just writing this character. And I just think that it's important that can she still, I, I want Wanda to be able to get past all of the stuff that she's been through to kind of be like on um, in a better place. Mm-hmm. And like, I just hate that stuff keeps happening to her because it's just like, well, Hulk, the whole can't catch a break. And then she be breaking y'all backs and we're here for it. But it's just like, um, can Wanda can Wanda have some type of happiness? Or is it just her plight as that character, as Wanda Maximoff, just to be always in grief, always broken over something, always in pain? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I was thinking, you know. Multiverse of Madness released a new trailer that ended up being premiered during the Final Four stuff and all that other stuff, and I sent it over to you. Well, we saw some new scenes, mm-hmm. we see some new battle scenes, and we see a specific scene where Wanda and Wong are clearly fighting together. I think that's in the beginning of the movie. I don't. I think that when he comes to get help from Wanda, like people are interpreting the scenes that we've seen where literally like, the world changes 
and clearly he's still the same person, but looking in a, like he's in a different environment. I don't think that's bad Wanda yet. Mm. I think that they're talking. She's upset. They're talking about things, but I don't think it's to the point where she's like, I'm about to like destroy everything. Right. I think that he's coming to her because they are needing help with something. And in the midst of them trying to do that stuff, that's when they end up getting into issues like um, the stuff in the middle of the street, like trying to find America Chavez and her finding out that America Chavez is actually a link Mm -hmm. to get to her kids. I think that's when she's going to shift and become bad Wanda. But I think that at the time we see Wang and them fighting, I think that's in the beginning. I think I don't think that that's bad Wanda yet. Like, I just don't see that being them throwing us at the end because I strongly feel like Wong ain't going to make it through this movie. <laughs> I, I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. I was also thinking that when they keep showing the scene of Doctor Strange going to Wanda, right? And they flip when she, there's a scene where they go to where she's just like, well, it doesn't seem fair that you get to do what you do and you're seen as a hero mm-hmm. and I do something similar and I'm the villain. Like, I don't know, that seems like this early on because if he's coming mm-hmm. to her to ask for help about the multiverse, that seems like it would be in the very beginning or yeah, towards the beginning. And you know, her kind of flipping and they've, I've seen a few videos where they're talking about how she is, when they're talking about when she's talking to, she's talking to um, Strange about that. They're thinking that maybe the trees where she's clipping everything is technically an alternate reality or a pocket reality that she has created because Dr. Strange is wearing the same clothes where in that background and she kind of fussing at him for mm-hmm. um, being oh God. for, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. See, my thing is, I think that the main reason I think that that scene when they're fighting together, her and Wong is in the very beginning is because her hands aren't black. Like her fingers aren't black at that time. And I think that her fingers start turning black as she's starting to dive a little bit more into the darkness. I need so, to, I'm like, going to look at her. Um, I'm going to look at her outfit. I didn't look at her outfit. The hair looks like, you might be right. The hair looks like the Wanda that we're getting from right after multi, not multi, but right after WandaVision. The look, the hair is kind of mm-hmm. like 80s like, and it's not as long. It's not as dark. Um, mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Now I gotta go back and look at it. I'm about to change the playback speed because I got it going and I want to see this scene where she's flying sideways because there's a scene, you know, she's like doing her little thing and she's just drifting this way. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know just like, you know, how they're they're painting this picture like, what's his name? Mordo? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Like he's about to attack like Doctor Strange and I don't see that either. I don't you feel don't like it? that's what it is. I don't think that's it. I think he's a part of the Illuminati too. I do, but I also think that's an alternate rea- a alternate a variant of him. But inside of the same tomb? Nah, now nah, I gotta look. I gotta double check. Because that's the thing. I think that that's, that scene is happening in the same place that the Illuminati is at. And I'm like, if that's the case, then like, no, it's just it's a lot. It's so much mm. to digest in that one little trailer. You're right. But I just, I'm so. Elizabeth Olsen has done such an amazing job as Wanda, and even better that she convinced people that she wasn't even an Olsen um, because no one I don't connected know how the she dots. Felt, how she did that? <laughs> people didn't connect the dots that she was a, an Olsen. I don't like, know. Why. She looks just like them. She just she looks like she's like, how y'all, how y'all, She looks like she could be a triplet. 
she's not aging like milk, but she could definitely be a triplet to the duo. Like, I don't understand why people didn't put the two and two together. Because when I heard mm-hmm. her name and saw her face, I immediately looked it up. Immediately. Mm-hmm. To confirm what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was correct. Like, I don't know how people were just like, yeah, she's not related to the Olsen twins. They literally have the same face. She has the face they had 10 years ago. Does Wanda have a cape in WandaVision? It's, I didn't really call it a cape because it doesn't start here. To me, it looks like tails. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Because it looks like that's how it is in this, too. She had, her, her, her outfit is different in this still because you know it's clearly made like it's cold outside but <laughs> um because you know she has long sleeves in this i just yeah i, I have it, had it playing back in like slow motion and watching her fight it looks like her hands when she's in the scene where she's going across it does look like her fingers are black i'm, I'm actually doing screenshots of them to send to you but quit Doggy, is he finally out of his cone? Get down with your black self. <laughs> and that is not a racial joke. It's actually it a black not. dog. He is. He's black on black. Literally, there he has no color. If you look at him closely and in the sun, you can see some browns. But for the mm-hmm. most part, he is black. Blacky black black. So black, your name should be T'Challa. Yes. Mm. But oh, I'm so I'm so excited. So, Did you send the screenshots? I'm about to. Oh. I have to log back into. No. And I'm annoyed that they put you in here. Calm down. <laughs> it's a look. We're about to have some time away from the dog. Um, send it in there with your mama. <gasps> oh, did he just growl at you? I'm sending your ass out. He said, look, you hear me. We hear you just fine, Theo. Okay, so I'm about to send you these two screenshots. Okay. Okay. So the first one is when she's fighting with Wong, and it does not appear that um, um, does not appear that the fingers are black. It's it's not sending yet. <laughs> it's not even recognizing that it should be. It's did I put in your number right? No. Well, hold on. I got something. Oh, I did. On, I, got something. I did. Okay, there's one. That was the picture of her when she's fighting with Wong. But then when she's fighting, flying across the screen, her fingers are black. Boy, when she's fighting with Wong, this is mm-hmm. the new the new outfit. Yeah, but that uh, the other one when she's flying across the screen is the new outfit, too, because she has the long sleeves. She doesn't have any of the short sleeves, like the, the sleeveless look like she had in WandaVision in any right. of the scenes. Because she has the sleeveless look, but she got like, you know, the, the glove mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. Okay, but so she definitely, has, she definitely has black fingertips in the second one. Uh-huh. But they're also in that temple-looking situation. Yeah, which they're saying that's where the the creator of the Dark Hold is. Like, the creator of the Dark Hold apparently resides in this temple. And that person who created the Dark Hold is also apparently the person that gave Wanda chaos magic in the comics. So yeah, this is the new yes, both of them are the new outfit. But yeah, that first one that I sent does look like the one that she had on when she looked dark. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there is a shift in her outfit in the movie too. 
from because someone said that there's actually a scene where you can see that her outfit almost looks like it's shattering across her heart, mm-hmm. like, almost like a broken heart kind of look. And I don't get that from that second image, which looks like maybe that second image is just once when she first starts to tap into this this dark power or something. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. But anyway, in other or, news, oh 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 oh, or oh, oh. could it be since they're at this temple, right? Mm-hmm. And could it be that her typing t- typing tapping into maybe she's tapping into this darkness so that she can help everybody else. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, and, this claim that what the more you start to use the dark, old, the, what if that scene that we're looking at, where she's flying in the sky, is the scene that we see the all of the, all of the people using their magic in the temple outside, and it looks like somebody's sucking their energy up. Uh huh. That might be a part of that same sequence. That's true. So either Wanda is the one that's doing the second, or there's somebody else up there. Do you think it's too? Do you think it's too in your face for it to be Wanda? Like it, it would make sense that we would make that assumption because of what we know about her mm-hmm. and what we've seen in WandaVision. Do you think we're just that's what Marvel is betting on for us to actually jump to that that is Wanda, but in reality it's somebody else? I don't know because you know they've done a really good job so far in not showing us who was in the sky. Yeah, like some people it just started hitting them when they were looking at that picture that it looked like power was being sucked out of them rather than them pushing power. Because generally, when we see that little seal, it's mm-hmm. not because they're using magic to send something somewhere. It's kind of like used as attacking or blocking and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but not like oh, I'm about to shoot some stuff from the sky kind of thing. So, I think they've been doing a good job of hiding who that person is. My guess was still that it was Wanda because. She may be trying to get more power, so she's strong enough to do the things that she's trying to do. Mm. But you never know. But see, that's the thing. I'm just like, how much more powerful does Wanda need to be to complete any of her goals? Because it's just like... I mean, look at what happened with Doctor Strange and What If. We were thinking the same thing, and he absorbed a whole nother Doctor Strange just so he can get strong enough to do this craziness. I'm just like, I'm thinking, this is the same chick that when she does her astral projection type of situation... Her other body is still awake, walking mm-hmm. around doing things. <laughs> and Dr. Strange and everybody else is not mad while his astral projection part of him is studying. So it's just like, we already know that she's stronger than Dr. Strange himself, even just from that little <coughs> difference right there. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know either, but <sighs> I guess we will find out. But, but next, you know, in news... Um, Morbius released last Friday. Um, I don't mean don't to sound care. so excited about it. We don't care. I just wanted to highlight that apparently Morbius made domestically $39.1 million. Apparently Sony was only expecting it to make 33 so they're thinking this is a huge win. Oh, yeah. y'all thinking it's a huge win? Do you know? See, this is the thing. Everybody is trying to compete with Marvel, right? Which is fine. Healthy competition, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Marvel is able to compete because they're using the money that has been made from all their other films to kind of of project or probably ask for whatever money to make go on and continue to make the new one, the next one. Even as far down as their TV shows, they're able to make these TV shows like movies through Disney, probably because of the Disney machine. And also because of the success of all the movies that lets them know that people will watch this show. So let's invest this money into this show so it looks like the movies. 
Mm-hmm. So like, so Sony thinking that's a win is odd to me because y'all not even listening to the critics. So y'all telling me that because this movie, I've heard no good things about Morbius. Nothing. None whatsoever. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But okay, so <laughs> putting things into perspective, the last one, two, three, four, five Marvel movies, and we're going to include Let There Be Carnage in here as well. Um, Black Widow made eighty point three million. Shang Chi made or Shang Chi made seventy five point three million. Eternals made seventy one point two million. And Spider-Man made $260 million. Let There Be Carnage made $90 million. Morbius grossed less during the opening weekend than any Marvel film. Any. Remember, I'm saying any. This means that this is going back to 2008, where the, lo- the lowest Marvel film ever was actually The Incredible Hulk when it made $55.4 million. Oh, my God. Morbius made less than that when made less than that with the momentum that Marvel has today. Like, there's just no reason why that movie shouldn't have at least broken 50. Incredible Hulk, who who was releasing without any of the legs that come from everything that started from Iron Man on up. And it still made more than what Morbius did. Now, if you're adding an international, it does push Morbius up to eighty-four million. But let's let's go look at the budget because I believe Morbius had a decent budget that apparently wasn't used. I have, um, but you know what? When I saw when I saw his ass flying behind that bus, like in squiggly lines, I was like, "This ain't for me." Okay, so the budget for Morbius was seventy-five million. So technically, it looks like it's going to start making profit, but I think that it's going to take a lot more than just hitting budget because I don't think that budget includes marketing, extended marketing, considering they started marketing this movie a long time ago, only for them to then have to push it out and then do further marketing. So I I don't know. I don't know. But Morbius... It just doesn't seem like it's it. I'm t- like I told you, I'm going to probably watch this um, illegally, but <laughs> I just don't see myself spending money on that. I just can't see myself doing it. So, <clears throat> but enough of the news. Okay, enough of the news. Let's get into homework. Okay. Who do you want? Let's let's. I want to go into Moon Knight. I want to just go ahead and dive into it. I just want to go ahead and get it. I I just, I feel it. I've been wanting to talk about this movie for a very long time. I mean, the show. Okay. So, first episode down, your first thoughts for our listeners since, you know, we text. I was confused. Um, out confusion, confusion, confusion. I was watching it, and the way that they were kind of switching from personality to personality was a little confusing and jarring to me. Um, and it wasn't until the end that I understood what was really going on. But it was almost just like I'm like, it wasn't clear to me. I'm like, is he just having blackouts or is he dreaming? Mm-hmm. That's and I'm, and I'm still not really sure on that because I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, or is I- it? 
that's the thing. It's it's very hard to say, but one thing that oh well, I don't want to say anything about that because I don't want to spoil anything. But that was the thing that I was getting at first too. In my mind, I think that this first episode was done in a way so that we can experience how it is for him. Where he's like uh-huh. doing his regular stuff and then suddenly he's just shaking his head and falling over and then next you no know, he waking up with a gun in his hand. I will let let's go ahead let's take a moment to commend Marvel for letting us see blood. I didn't think they were gonna go there to the point I where didn't think either. <laughs> I was like, are they really are they gonna do this? And they did mm-hmm. it. They did mm-hmm. it. And it was a lot of blood on all of these bodies and on his hands. I was like, oh, they said they were going dark and they weren't really going to pull the punches and it does not appear that they are. But they pulled enough for this to not be considered them. Is this considered mature? You know, I don't have any parental stuff on mine, so I don't know if it like pops up in regular viewing or not. I have a feeling that if my child were to go to his profile on Disney Plus, he would not be able to um, I don't, he would not be able to access it. Okay, good. But okay, so let's see. So going through the, I watched the episode twice. Okay, because I, I needed to watch it twice. Um, I I have so many questions. Okay, so one thing I noticed, and then I ended up seeing uh, Eric Voss mention it in his video too about this episode was that one. You know, um, Stephen is calling his mom. He's been talking to his mom. Mom never answers her phone. And, but he's continuously receiving postcards from her. But is it we saw him put he put, we saw him put them up. But those postcards that it looked like the exact same postcards that are inside the museum that he's working at. So it looks like, and Eric Voss mentioned this, that Mark is smelling Stephen the postcards as if they're coming from his mother. But why? I guess to help keep up the charade that he has a life or something, because that's that's the thing. It's it doesn't. It's hard to understand why these things are happening the way that they are. Because it, this is why I'm just like, okay, Stephen really believes that his mom is alive and that she's, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So to me, at some point, there was have had to have been some type of contact for him to be contacting this person that he thinks is his mom. Unless this was just a um, personality that manifested himself and that was just a thought that he had to have had. Like, that's what I'm like. I don't think that I personally don't think Stephen has ever existed. I think that truthfully, Mark is supposed to be the dominant personality and something has happened that has called Mark's personality to recess. And Stephen has now become the dominant personality with falsified memories and thoughts of things because it doesn't well honestly i'm not even saying memories because i don't know how far back steven's memories go right he get that job all we know is that he had to have at least been around for the, the last couple of months because layla had been trying to get in touch with mark for months based months. off of that phone call and she hadn't been able to get in touch with him so there's been months that have passed. I'm thinking something traumatic happened to Mark, which created the Stephen personality that is now dominant. Because when you listen to okay. Kanshu talking, he seems so disgusted by the fact that this has happened. <laughs> he's like, he's he's talking like, give the body back, not like like when you say give the body back, it it comes off like you took it. 
rather than it already being yours and someone else should have had it. Like, you know, you get what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you ask for something back, that means that it was someone else's at one point. And it seems like it was Mark's for a while. Maybe something tremendous. Well, we know, well, I know at least in the comments that Mark was the one who died. And when he died, Khonshu is the one who brought him back. And that's how the the Moon Knight spirit and everything is associated with Mark. Like uh-huh. that was a that was a big moment for him in the comics. So I'm like, what if when he died, that's when Stephen kind of came in? Like that resurrection created a new personality. I mean, I guess. Ah. Okay. And there's a comic where there's a comic book for Moon Knight where none of this stuff is really real. It's like Smart or Steven, I don't know which one it was, was inside of like an insane asylum. And these were just things that were happening in there, like he's delusional or making stuff. I don't know. I just, this this show is going to definitely take us on a ride. You sh- yeah. Yeah. It's going to take us on a ride. I think it's, it's going to take us on a ride that almost like the one that WandaVision took us on, where we were like, we're so unsure of what is actually happening. We're so unsure of what's real and what isn't real. Like, there's just so many questions that we have <laughs> from one episode. Yeah, because like when I'm looking, that's why I'm just like, I hear your explanation about Steven and the possibility of why he's there. But then to me, that doesn't make sense as to why Mark is able to communicate with Steven. Like, I know, like, like they're trying to make it look like Mark is in his head, right? Or mm-hmm. trying to get out through, like, reflections, which I thought was kind of cool. That that's how they were using it as opposed to having just Mark's voice pop up in his head so that we can hear. I think it's cool mm-hmm. that they use that um, as a way for us to be like, all right, that's Mark in the reflection, and this is Steven right here. Voices mm-hmm. are different. They sound different. Steven's voice is like a little bit of a higher octave. Mark mm-hmm. doesn't talk like that. Um, no accent or anything. No accent at all. So I thought that was interesting, but to me, it still doesn't explain. I'm like, all right, I get that these are all these different personalities, but what I don't understand is that how is Mark able to kind of, is he able, I guess after talking to Steven, how is he able to kind of go in and out? And is Mark the true person? And his one of his personalities is Steven, or is Steven the true person and Mark is one of his personalities? I I think Mark is the true person and Steven is one of his personalities. Okay. I think that I want to say in the beginning, I don't know where it was, but it seemed like it was marketed as if Mark had that dissociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. Not Steven. Like uh, it was marketed as if it was him and Steven just happened to be one of the personalities. But I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Something had to have triggered things for mm-hmm. Mark to lose control. Or I, it's, I don't know. Because I, I don't understand. I just... Like, let me make it clear. My confusion has not at any point impacted my ability to like this show but goodness right. it is confusing because you're trying to figure out and and i think we are trying to figure out a lot too soon like we're, we're looking at that's, like no we feel like we need to know this stuff already right mm-hmm. that's, but that's who we are but i'm, I'm just like to me 
like, especially when they got to the scene in the bathroom, when they got to the scene in the bathroom at the museum and he's talking to uh, Marcus, talking to Stephen, that was like the first real time they had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, like prior to that, it was always Stephen talking to Kanshu. Mm. But that this was the first of- Right. But this is the first time, which is even more confusing to me because I'm like, how was Kanshu coming through? Like when he was in the elevator and we saw Kanshu walking towards him. What does that mean mentally for Steven? Right. I think maybe, <clears throat> I could be wrong. Maybe the appearance of Kanshu is like, in a way, <clears throat> like the introduction of Mark, like Mark's trying to come through mm-hmm. as well. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. But there was something that the dude, Ethan Hawke's character said, he was just like, he was talking about, which we're probably going to come back to in some later episodes. Like Arthur? Yeah, Arthur. Arthur. But I'm not, who was the deity or the goddess that he was trying to... Emit. Okay, her, right? Mm-hmm. He must have still have some type of power via her because of some of the things that he's been able to do. And when he, he said Avatar, I was just mm-hmm. like, so these, I think these gods, goddesses take um, kind of like an avatar, kind of take ownership via through the vessel of the human to kind of you know which is how we got moon knight because kanshu was doing that to mark um so i don't know that's why i feel like when we see kanshu like i see like maybe is this is how mark is trying to come through or maybe at that time when we do see kanshu coming down the hallway (laughs) they're trying to get him to stop trying to figure stuff out because later on Matter of fact, no, right before that, if I'm not mistaken, Mark was talking to him in the bathroom being like, you need to chill out and leave this stuff alone and just be Steven. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was before. I think this is I think this is after because he leaves the um his room and he's freaked out and he's in the elevator on the floor and he sees Kanshu. And I'm just like, maybe. Yeah, I think this was Mark. Like, chill out. But didn't didn't he like panic? Wasn't he panicking inside of the elevator? And that when he woke up, he popped up on the bus. Was that I'm know. trying to I'm trying to remember how the sequence of events happened because I know that he had one of those moments where he was like he went out of consciousness and then he woke up and he was on the bus mm. and then you know when he got off the bus he saw that Arthur Harrow was up there like he was trying to get him still so I don't know I don't know but it's oh, I'm I'm keep hearing that episode four is going to be a doozy. I mean, but can we get through episode two and three? Mm-hmm. Episode one was good like, for me. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going to happen in episode two. Because I'm like, how much of how will will Mark be in control when episode two comes back? Mm. Or, or no, because it looks like Mark is probably going to give control back to Stephen. And um, but I don't know, like. I don't, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's very weird. Very weird. But I don't know. But I, I mean, it's protect Stephen at all costs. That's it right yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Mark, I'm sure Mark is cool with people fell in love with Stephen. And like I said, it's protect Stephen at all costs. And we can, the manager being rude down, we can do something. Yadonna is a whole mess. But I don't know. I mean, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I was able to follow the story, but as far as like how they're gonna do these personalities, I still feel a little slow on. 
Well, yeah, because I'm also wondering because okay, technically there's there's Mark and Moon Knight, but then there's Stephen and Mister Knight. Yeah, like how does because that, in how the does... comics I've seen Mister Knight. Mister Knight is in chill. Mister Knight looked like he like a zaddy. He probably like is you, a zaddy. Like you seen the in the image, you saw him in the image where he looked like he has on like a shirt and he has the sleeves rolled up and yes. everything. That was Mister Knight. But then you have Moon Knight who's out here like killing folks. Yeah, they were um talking about which I think is interesting that people are confused about the female and male gaze and how a lot mm. of times the male gaze is um, <laughs> your Thors and stuff like that. Your Thors and your Captain America, that's there for the male gaze. Yes, women like it, but when you have characters like Loki who were so popular and then you have this Mr. Moon Knight where they're talking about with the sleeves and stuff rolled up, they're saying that it's definitely for the female gaze. Mm. And it makes sense. So I'm reading up on Mark real quickly. Okay, so the in the comic, Mark is, you know, like he is in the show. He's like this mercenary and all this other stuff. And it says that after he was a boy when Conchu chose Mark. Mm. And it says, um, soon after that happened, he started showing signs of disassociative identity disorder. And then Mark believes he meets and befriends a boy named Stephen Grant, not realizing he himself is acting as Stephen. So, but that hasn't been made clear either. Mm-mm. Because to me, and I could be very wrong. But this is in the comic, assuming they actually go that route. Right. But to me, it seems like Mark was in a place that he ain't had no business being. Mm-hmm. And I think um, maybe Khonshu saw that was impressed by what he did and decided was just like, I'm going to choose you. And that's what it seems like to me. Because when you see him, he's in a temple or whatever. And I don't know if this is the first time he turns into Moon Knight, but he's like in a temple exploring, which I think is that time is when, because Arthur is familiar with him. They've had well, some running. familiar with him, but they spent months. So like yeah. that Mark was around. So. so I don't see, I don't know. I don't know where all of this is going. Like, I feel like I have a college degree. Um, a little bit of a master's degree, and I'm just, I don't know where this is going. Like, I feel like, you remember when you were watching How to Get Away with Murder? Mm-hmm. And with How to Get Away with Murder, a lot of times, <laughs> you would have to watch the very first five minutes of the episode, or you're going to be lost the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I feel like this with Moon Knight. Like, I sat there and I watched Moon Knight, but I felt like I missed something, because things aren't clicking, for me. Yeah, I'm reading through here. It says... In a vision, there's a point in the comment, in a vision, Mark sees Khonshu promising one day to heal his mind, basically to fix him from having these multiple personalities. Uh, Khonshu being an entity who has multiple aspects to his personality and exists out of phase with normal time and space, later claims that Mark's alter egos are the result of his mind trying to echo the moon god's own multifaceted nature. So... And by this, they're saying that these multiple personalities are happening because of, I guess, it's trying to mimic Khonshu mm. in some capacity and ultimately creates enough. Because it looks like he created another com- personality in the comments named Drake Lockley. And what and is he that, doing? And when that new personality came into play, his parents sent him to live, Mark's parents sent him to live at a psychiatric hospital. And he, when he went to the hospital, um, his dad died. Mark escaped and joined the Marine Corps. So that's how he learned those skills. And it's, yeah, he said that's where he became a formidable combatant and a trained heavyweight boxer. He served for three years in Fort Recon, 
And then the Marines discovered he lied on his paperwork and they concluded that he was mentally unfit for duty. And one of the names that was in the phone was a guy named Ducamp or Duchamp, Ducamp. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how you pronounce it. His name is John Paul Ducamp. He was actually a French pilot. I saw that that phone was in that that Ducamp name was one of the numbers, but they only talked once. Well, he had one missed call from him. Let's see. Frenchie and Mark meet someone named Raoul Bushman, who is impressed by their work. One of the rebels then shoot down Mark's own brother, Randall. Oh, so he has siblings. I didn't know this. There's a lot going on. Even reading this in the comic, there's a lot happening in the comic, too. So he's a very, very complex character. So, okay, so prediction. What is happening in episode two? I don't know. I don't even know what's going on in episode <laughs> one, JB. Like, how y'all want me? Okay. Um, Episode two, I predict that we're going to get an origin story with Mark. Okay. To explain how he's able to turn into Moon Knight. And yeah, I probably I'm... will still be confused as to if he has dissociative identity disorder because of Kanshu, or is he like that because that's how his he was born? <coughs> so, um... Okay, so someone's trying to explain the, the, the identity disorder. Uh, let me see. Okay, so it says, Biologic Episode 1 is essentially the first half of a Moon Knight origin movie. Um... Before diving in, it's always important to me that when you see Steven, you fall in love with him right away. My favorite scene is the one where Steven misses his date. It's very important to know that DID is not just a gimmick where you have a blackout and you just go on with your normal life. No, it destroys everything in your life, making it very difficult to live with this. Basically showing that he can't even go on a normal date because he goes in and out so easily. It says the focus on that central hero's mental health makes Moon Knight a refreshing departure from. So they really didn't explain anything. They just explained how a scene in the show helps explain how um, DID works and how impactful mm-hmm. it can be on someone's life. It's interesting that you say that because there's this, um, I think it's a non binary person. I could be wrong. Um, might be, it might be trans. I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyways, this person does have um, DID and they talk about it and he talks about or they talk about like their experiences when they black out mm-hmm. and well, not black out like black out like, you know, you've been drunk and drinking, but black out like literally that other personality is taken over and whomever you were at the time kind of takes a backseat to that. And you don't you're not really aware of what's going on. And he talks about basically like the when he the personality and he knows what the personality is when he comes out of that because of the things that he has in his refrigerator the pictures and stuff he has on his phone um he talks about how one of his personalities likes beer um very large women to have sex with um (laughs) he talks about all of these different things that this particular personality likes and that is the male like those uh, older all of those things so I think it's interesting that um, with that one scene with the thing, with the date, I guess I guess it kind of paints the picture. That kind of explains that a little bit. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish they would call stop calling them blackouts. Because when I think about blackouts, I think about when you get drunk and pass the hell out. But like did, did they call drunk. it blackouts in the show or did we? We're calling them blackouts. Black. Maybe that's me. 
Maybe that's me. Oh, well, this person did describe it too, where he says it's not just a gimmick where you have a blackout. So he's he's basically kind of saying what you're saying, like it's not a blackout. It's mm-hmm. it's much more than something like that. Mm. I feel bad for him because she actually seemed to genuinely care about him. She but did. She was I was interested. just like, I was like, so she not. I was like, so he not awkward to use it? Because to me, to me, and that might be a part of his appeal because I think he's adorable. Um, he's very quirky and very awkward and. I'm just like, he seemed so timid and shy that he would mm-hmm. ask her out, which was why I was just like, is this really? It wasn't. It was Mark because he had no clue about this date. None. He had no clue what she was talking about. So Mark saw it like this woman that put him on a date. But see, then it was just like, so Mark, so is Mark aware of Steven and what he's created for Steven? So he just kind of follows along with that while he's like... I think so. I think that's why those those postcards keep popping up in the house. Like, Mark is aware that Steven is there. And it's almost like he knows that this personality is here. There's, But since he can't control how things are when Steven has taken over, maybe he's like, let me try to help and create in a sense of normalcy for that life so that... I can better understand what's happening over there. I don't know. I don't see. And then I have more questions because it's just like, so if Mark is the one asking people out, then why wasn't it weird to her that he didn't have that Stephen didn't have an act that Stephen has an accent and Mark did not? Or I think honestly, because it seems like Mark is on the run and in hiding, and he was able to hide behind Stephen. Then, but then I'm wondering: Has Stephen always been around, or Stephen was created so that he can hide behind that person while he's on the run for being Mark? Well, see, that's the thing. I don't think that these personalities get created; they just happen. Like at least reading up in the comments, it's like he just developed a new personality. Like when Jake came around, it was just chilling, and then he hit his teenage years, and suddenly a new personality manifested. So I don't. I wonder how many he'll end up having. <laughs> I think we're only going to see three on the show. Mom, Stephen, Mark, and Mr. Moon Knight. Because they're saying that Mr. Moon Knight is like a detective. So does that mean that we're treating Moon Knight himself as just being Mark? I would assume so. Because Mark is able to morph into him. He's like, give me control. And Mark was able to morph into the Moon Knight character that we see. Or Mm -hmm. maybe, or maybe, maybe Mr. Moon Knight is not a personality. Maybe Mr. Moon Knight is who is Steven's version of Moon Knight <laughs> or Mark's version of who Moon Knight would be if he was able to walk around during the day and had some type of life, a job. That that say, well, you know, that person ain't even like a daytime person. He's he's when in the comment that I read, he was wor- literally working inside of his office like a detective at night, waiting for people to come in and tell them about stuff that was happening that he can so he can help save people at night. Because that was his big thing. He was protecting people from like vampires and shit. Stuff that generally would only pray at night. I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot. Mm. This is a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. Episode. And I just feel like it's only going to get more confusing. Because mm. I'm like, what's, who's Layla? Who is she? And apparently she's going to meet Steven. Because in them, one of them clips that you see me, they are over a body. Well, a mummy. Mm-hmm. He's talking I think to she's her the one that so he's excited. running with in the uh, in the in the tomb too. There's a woman mm-hmm. that he's running with in the tomb that was fighting. I think that's her too. I wonder mm-hmm. if she knows about the the um the disorder. 
That's what I was going to ask. She knows about the disorder or she knows about Moon Knight and Mm. Mark being Moon Knight. I think she was there when he was Moon Knight, honestly, or when he was created as Moon Knight. So I think she might know about that, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know anything about this series. Nothing at all. I haven't read anything. I don't know. Mm. We're going to see. We're going to see. I'm wondering if now that they had this conversation, Mark and Stephen, apparently for the first time, if this means that they're going to coexist a little bit more at the same time a lot more where they're actually mm-hmm. conversing with each other more mm-hmm. where since it's not a case of Mark trying to hi- stay in hiding and only come out while he sleep or because I feel like there's going to have to have a com- be a conversation now between Mark and Steve really and like, okay so who am I mm-hmm. I really want to see him in the mirror and I really want to see him kind of talking to Mark like I can see Mark being like Steven alright it's time for you to come out I need you to do this and Steven's just like no Mm-hmm. No thanks. I'm good. I'll stay right here where it's safe. <laughs> right. And also, I want to apologize to you guys because my dog is in here. He has been placed in here um, because he is destructive. And now he's being destructive to things in the room where I'm recording. So if you can hear him chewing, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we can hear all of that. Every noise that he's making, you can hear really, really well. Yeah. He's trash. I don't know. Can you see my? These are my beats. Can you see them? Yeah, he'd be toothless. Anyways, anyways, but back to Moon Knight. Um, so yeah, what are your predictions? Because I don't have any. I think that we will finally have a moment where Stephen and Mark are talking. I need to have a better understanding about this fish. Did he just get a new fish? Did the fish get healed? Like you know, like there's that belief that Kashi was going to be able to heal Mark. From mm-hmm. having these multiple personalities, did he heal this fish, and that's why he was no longer a short fan anymore? Um, what was the the point of the scarab? Like, what is that? How does that play a role in everything? Since we know Arthur was trying to get it, and Mark was trying to take it. What and is Kamsha the point like, there? Not on my watch. It sounds like I'm guessing it's probably used. There's something that's needed to bring Amit back, or something like that. I don't know. I think that. I kind of, I want Mark to allow. I mean, I want Stephen to allow Mark to take over when Stephen is at work. I need someone to tell off Donna. I need someone to tell off the security guard. I mean, there's a couple people in there that need to be read. That's the security guard. Mark I care about nothing. A thing. He was like, "I'm being chased." He was like, "I'm sorry, my mom's calling." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, y'all don't care about Stephen at all." He's like, "Don't let anyone in." He's like, "It's a museum." It's like no, you're not. You're not going to ask why he means that or nothing. Okay, got it. But I'm not sure. We'll see though. We'll be watching a new episode this Wednesday. So, well, I will. You know, I don't know when she's going to be watching them. I'm probably going. I like watching it Wednesday during the day. You know, while I'm at work. But when my work be work has picked up a lot for me lately, because um, my manager wants me to do certain things. Um, so it's been picking up. So it's hard for me. To, harder for me to watch things during the day. Mm-hmm. Than it was before. So, mm-hmm. so homework for our next episode of Moon Knight. Okay, so as a part of our homework for last week, we needed to watch another episode of Teen Titan, well, Titans, and we needed to watch another episode of Daredevil. I say let's talk about Titans first. Okay, I watched two episodes of Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard you when you said that 
the next episode was the beginning of season two, but it should have been the end of season one. So I got all of that. Um, and I, I watched it anyway because of how it ended. I was like, well, I need to go ahead and see what the hell is going on with mm-hmm. with uh, my boy Dick. And um, this is talk. I'm sorry. And I watched it and I, ugh, you're right. Trigon <laughs> with the whole ass mess. Mm-hmm. Party City wigs got worse. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I still don't understand why we need Hawk and Dove. I don't understand why we need to see them. Not interested. Didn't understand that five year gap or what the world they the the scene that he could have had, um, mm-hmm. or the life he could have had with Dove. I didn't understand. Um, I didn't get it, and it didn't make sense to me until he was trying to come back and Hank was there painting the thing. And when he said something, oh, I'm with Corey, and Dove was like, of course you are. And she got mad and hung up. And I was just like, what's going on here? Mm-mm. Yeah. It was a terrible way to finish that episode. It was a terrible way to start the new season with Trigon. It's just because Trigon, I told you, he looked a mess. Like, I will never forget how he looked when he bought that, that house. Like, how oh. he walked out of this house. They spent more money on them Party City wigs than they spent on Trigon looking worth some because mm-hmm. I was like, it looked like I could just go to the screen and do this and just flick him out of it. Just he just looked bad. He looked bad. All right, it was trash. Trash. It was trash. Right. But I was after, after that episode, things start to get a little bit better. I hope so. I'm I'm gonna be honest though, that Trigon episode that I watched. I skipped through Hank and um, Dove and uh, Donna going through their whole thing, their choices to become dark. I didn't watch them because I didn't think it was important. And it wasn't. I didn't miss anything. (laughs) Um, So I kept going. And I still don't understand that episode with the time jump or what life could have been if he decided to do something else. But... Mm I don't know. But I was, though, I will say that I was happy that he had that come to Jesus talk with Bruce and basically Mm -hmm. said that it was not all his fault for the life that he had and that Mm -hmm. Batman was just doing what he thought was best, which is what I said. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, now granted, because Bruce has been unwilling to do the work of the trauma that he experienced with with his um, parents died, and all he did was kind of channel that hurt or whatever into training and becoming Batman as opposed to maybe some talk therapy. Mm-hmm. He did the, the same thing that he thought would work for him. He did with Duke. He did with Jason Todd. I guess Barbara Gordon. He did it with all of them. And um, and I'm glad that Dick was just like, hey, you're just doing the best that you can with what you could. With what's with, with you know, and doing what you thought worked for you, worked for us, and I can't put all the blame on you. And I was like, Well, I'm so glad that you said that because mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. I was like, Well, I'm glad that you said that because that's true. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Bruce don't deserve some blame, but also you also have to be responsible for the life or the choices that you're making outside of Bruce. You can't blame all that on him. I was saying not I was as an adult. Little- I was bothered by the fact that Bruce gave him 
like, hey, you can create a new Titans, but you need to take Jason Todd with you. Jason don't even listen to you. He only listen to you. What makes you think he gonna listen to me? Well, he does have. I'm not gonna say he didn't like most people looked up to Batman, right? Poor Beast Boy is just starstruck and um such a kid. And when and I hate it's so funny when Corey is talking to Dick about the kids. I think it's hilarious because I'm just like they really do be acting like babies, mm-hmm. children because they are they are really young and um. I thought it was interesting that Jason Todd, I think he was, oh my God, it's Batman. He looked up to Batman, but I also think he has a great, I think he has more respect for Robin. Mm. Um, Because even when they came to get him at Bruce Manor, he was just like, I didn't do right by Robin, so I need to make it up to him. So I'm in, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm thinking maybe Bruce was just like, maybe you can talk to him in a way that I could not because you got, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But I still believe that Jason Todd has a huge head, and I'm not really sure um, why it's so big. I don't understand. <laughs> um, no, I'm not really sure why it's so big. I'm not, because his head, I mean, I'm bet you as a baby, he tipped over a lot. Got it look like the head, the same size he has now as an adult looks like the same size he probably had as a child. And I shouldn't talk about Jason Todd. That was, that was a C-section, baby. You said what? He didn't come out the traditional way. It was a, no, was they a had a cut baby. Mm-hmm. I, um, and I'm wondering, I don't know, for some reason I feel like the way that the character, that the dude is playing Jason Todd, and I don't know, maybe that's kind of true to who he was in the comics, but him being such an asshole kind of reminds me of Damon. Mm-hmm. I feel like how he's, how the character is playing Jason Todd, I feel like would be a, even a perfect fit for Damon. Perfect fit. Because Damon would be needing to get his mouth popped. And so does Jason Todd. All the time. But a lot of that fits into his personality and why certain things happen to him Mm. in the future. So, anyway, so I guess does that mean that we're going to be watching another two episodes of Time? I done done started season two, so I guess we got to keep going. I'm Mm. wondering, though, do we get to see more Corey? Because I don't like that she didn't go Mm -hmm. with the team. Yeah, you're gonna remember she's gonna have the new hair, and you know she's gonna come back, and because remember her sister has to come up soon eventually. Get get back, get back! You about to rip something down? Go on now, damn! Sorry, but no. So, but you said her sister doesn't come in like season three, right? No, no, no. Her sister is mentioned in season two, but she doesn't okay. appear until later on, heading into season three. Hmm. Um. I also like okay, and anyway, I guess we can move on to the Daredevil. I also like at the end of well, this episode it should have been the end of season one. Mm-hmm. I like how light Dick seems. He doesn't seem so broody. Um. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem so angry and not wanting to be a part of the team. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like that. And I guess I'm done. But I don't have to see Dove. I don't have to see Dove or Hank ever again. Hulk, I don't have to see them. I don't understand why they're there. <clears throat> well, you'll continue to see them. Um, I will say, if it's any consolation, um, Hulk does end up getting cast in another show, which probably lets you know that maybe Hulk doesn't have the best ending. Oh, no. <laughs> don't tell me that. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you anything else. I know but, he's on you know, he's, Reacher now. Yeah, and Reacher is an amazing show. Oh yeah. my gosh, it is so good. I'm I I was watching. I watched like three episodes yesterday. 
Really, really good show. He's a really good. He plays the character well, and I can see why people were so irritated by the fact that Tom Cruise got that role over someone who probably would have better looked like him. When Jack Reacher came out, I mean, think about. Okay, I don't know who this actor is. When Jack Reacher came out, they're trying to make it popular. I guess they could have did it with an unknown, but I think or somebody who was Tom, known that just wasn't Tom Cruise short ass. Well, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is, I guess, bankable. People know who he is, and he's not unattractive. He's just older yeah, and short. I don't, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. Um, like, especially I after... And I'm struggling. I, I can't look at him in a positive light, knowing that he's a Scientologist and knowing the type of things that Scientologists do. Like it's It makes me weary and concerned about the stuff that he might have found himself into. Because Scientologists do some really bad things. Weird stuff. Did you know the dude? What's his name? Um, the dude that be an Ant Man. Which one? The um, the dude that be talking. He be telling the story, and he be like, "All right, bet." So I was talking to my friend who did this, who did that. That guy. I can't think of his name. Hold on. Cass. Oh, Michael Pena. He's a Scientologist. And Michael Pena is a Scientologist, and the girl from The Handmaid's Tale is a Scientologist. Um, the lead chick is a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that makes it. her being in that show even weirder to me. But don't they kind of see it as like something separate? Maybe they do, but it's a. Oh, no, I just think it's weird. There, there's some there's some parallels that can be. Yeah. She may not see it as that. It's very cult like. You know what I'm saying? It is. Um, it is. That's the scary part. Yeah. Michael Pena has been a Scientologist since the year 2000. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but anyway, let's go ahead into our final thing, Daredevil. So you watched episode 11? Mm-hmm. 11 was the one that ended with the gas moment with Karen, right? Yes. Well, no, you must have watched more than... I watched 11 and 12. Okay. I was going to say, you had to watch another one if you knew about what happened with Yurik. 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. I watched 11 and I saw her got snatched and um, 12 or Yurik died. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this. This foggy mess is going on for too long. I'm sick of it already. That's number one. It resolves in 13. Good, because I'm sick of it. It's so petty. Um, And poor Matt. I mean, just... The, the thing is, is that if Matt and Foggy have been friends forever in a day, then he should be able to sit aside the fact that you, a matter of fact, he even said that this is a very, very rough patch as opposed to, I guess, when the episode where he finds out being like law firm over, da, 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 right? So I guess he's kind of seeing him kind of, you know, his heart is not as hard. Um, But, and where's I going? Oh, um, to see that you have known this man forever in a day. And because he didn't tell you he was Daredevil, you should know that one, it was to protect you. And two, also, he doesn't want you to get hurt or mm-hmm. for y'all to talk him out of doing whatever it is he felt like he needed to do. And I don't know. I feel like Foggy should just kind of be like, you know what? I kind of respect what you did. I'm, I'm annoyed that you didn't tell me, but I can appreciate why you didn't tell me. But he's not there mm-hmm. yet. And maybe he'll tell me on 13. Um, but I feel bad for Yurik. We all knew who was going to die. I knew it. I knew, and this, and you know what? That's why when she, when he was kind of fussing at her on the piers, I'm glad that he did because it. That's exactly what she did. 
it was stupid and it was dangerous. And she knew that when her ass got snatched. And I hope she feels just as bad when she finds out that Yurik is dead. I hope mm-hmm. she's sick to the stomach. I hope she jumps off a bridge because this is all her fault. Because it was stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And you were betting on the fact. You were betting on the fact that she wasn't going to remember that y'all had come. Y'all were betting. She was betting on that. And you put Yurik in a situation and he didn't have nothing to stop it. And played on the fact that he needed help because of his wife. And now his wife ain't got nobody mm-hmm. because your ass wanted to be all fast and didn't want him to quit, which is very selfish. And I'm sick of that. I ain't like that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we saw it coming a long time ago. I saw it coming for something told me that Yurik was about to die. And I thought he was going to die before he did in, in, the, in episode 12. But he lasted a good while mm-hmm. and called out that, um, that dude. I'm glad he called him out because I had a feeling that the reason why they didn't want to do those stories is because he was getting paid. Oh, well, wait till episode 13. I hope they take his ass too because that pissed me off. I hope he feels the same way about Yurik. You made me sick. But look, I'm not going to say what happens, but I will say that stuff happens. Mm. And then Karen, like I said, I don't wish her well. I wish her well in hell. Because she deserves all the bad stuff that's coming her way. All the bad feelings. She deserves it all. I, 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 I feel bad for her when she killed old dude, though. I did. Only because I'm like, yo, that's a that's a lot to deal with. Like, having killed somebody uh, and having to deal with the fact that you killed someone and you can't tell anybody that you killed somebody. Right. It's like, oh, that's gotta suck. Um, I, gonna, I thought she episode, was gonna feel mad. I, did, I thought so, too. But, you know... He, you know, he's Daredevil. He's going to know something ain't right. He knew something right. And then what else is crazy? This is what else is crazy that pissed me off. She had just got her soapbox about, is this how it's going to be? Me, you, and Fire not talking to each other? Blah, blah, blah. And you can't even tell him that you killed somebody? That's in fist camp? Like, girl. Like I said. Or tell somebody they actually kidnapped you and tried to kill you. Exactly, because of your stupidity. And not being safe, being reckless. And see, that's what Ben was trying to tell her. You being re- you're not being smart about this in your mm-hmm. quest to take him down because of one woman. Mm-hmm. And not to say that it's not noble, but the whole time, the whole the, the whole time Daredevil has been trying to take him down, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's been doing it through the correct avenues, trying to get the information that he needs. Because he realized right? taking him down isn't going to be enough. He has to take down the operation. You're an asshole. <laughs> Now, can you say that again? I couldn't hear you because my you know dog was that, I think because he realized that taking down fish wasn't going to be enough. He would have to take down the operation because as long as that still is functioning, fish is always going to be able to keep getting it out. Mm-hmm. But as long as him having so many people that he's controlling in so many different areas of life, mm-hmm. he's going to always be continue to keep getting out. So I was just like, oh, God. But yeah. um, um, But you know what? I'm hard on Karen because I haven't liked Karen since the very beginning. <laughs> she has really been holding up to her namesake and I am annoyed with her. And I hope that if she comes back um, to this new reboot that they're doing, that she makes better decisions and choices because sis is going to get the people around her killed. Let me ask you a question. I keep seeing a scene float around on Pun- from the Punisher where he goes to save her. 
the Punisher goes to save her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question: Is he going to save her because of some stuff that she has created? I'm not telling you anything. Let me tell you something. If he going to save her because of some shit that she done, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to tell you that right now. Karen, I ain't, I ain't rooting for you, Karen. I'm not. Because as a character, it's just, it's like, she's like cliche white woman. Well, I will say that episode one of season two starts off with a bang. Um, <laughs> and yes, the Punisher is, the Punisher is a beast. Oh, he's a beast. Is he in episode two? That's when we see him? I think you actually see him. I mean, him episode in... two, but season two? Yeah, I think he's in episode one and two, and he's a major character in all of season two. And then um, you get Electra in season two as well. Oh, that's the one where they be trying to they be having that that dark room, and he be papping her on the papping her, popping her on the butt when they be training. Okay, I still like him better with Claire. Um, and I also like how they Claire. had to come to Jesus moment. I think it's episode eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically he was just like. Well, we couldn't go further because you didn't want to go further and something something like that. And I was just like, sir, I don't blame Claire. For real, for real. So you know the work that he does. You know who he is. And you know every night he's risking his life. And you know that every night is a risk that he can't come back. Mm-hmm. Because That's not no a life that anybody wants good. to live. Right. <coughs> also, can I say, Matt, you need to sit your ass down. You keep popping stitches. You don't want to sit down and heal. Well, he he gonna have to learn how to slow down in that season too. Well, uh, oh, and look, also the guy that he went to to make him a suit, and I'm I mm-hmm. hope it comes because I'm tired of looking at that Hanes '92 um, silk hosiery that he be wearing around his head. Uh, I thought the dude, I really thought that dude was putting on that he was gonna bash his head in when he got close to him. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, really, he was just special needs who could make armor and stuff. <laughs> and, um, and fun fact, that guy who's playing it, he was in Avatar, the movie, hmm. as one of the soldiers. I haven't seen Avatar in a long time. so. Are you going to rewatch it before it comes back out? Probably not. You're trash. But that anyways, movie's long. <laughs> it is long, but I enjoy it so much. Um, I, I actually liked that movie, but I was it. It was so long at times that I was bored. Like, whereas I think that some people could watch it because they were so engulfed in the 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 atmosphere and the world mm-hmm. that was created. But child, I can't sit sit in a movie where I feel like they're just talking. They just it just I just get bored. I start zoning out. <sighs> I think, and I could be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think that what that why that movie was so long because they spent such a long time world building. Um, so maybe since we've already been introduced, you may be sick. So since we already been introduced to the world, that maybe they won't spend as much time with world building, even though they might because they're introducing a new tribe underwater. So, anyways, back to Daredevil and that fun fact about that actor. Um. So yes, you're annoying. You're annoying. So annoying. Um, but there, yeah, Daredevil. Um, I in, I watched those two episodes. I enjoyed them. I'm going to keep going. Foggy and Karen are on my shit list. Karen for sure for getting your kill. I I think you'll like how the season ends. I thought it was a good season finale. Um, but the Punisher is a welcome addition to season two. Is he? 
Do we know if he's going to get like a reboot? Do we know if he's going to get a movie? Do we know any of that? I'm not sure. I think the belief is that he may come back. You know, his series was like one of the more critically acclaimed of the Netflix series. So I would hope that if anyone gets one, he would get one first, like outside of Daredevil. Yeah, because I, I don't, don't like I don't care about um Luke Cage. Yeah, I, I can live without that. <clears throat> but okay, so that leaves us with you finishing out season one of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. You just watching another two episodes of their uh Teen Titans or Titans. Yeah. How many episodes and, are in season one of Daredevil? 13. Oh, so I'm, I'm, there's only one more. Yeah. You're, this is the season finale okay. that you're about to watch. Okay. So can we just watch one episode of Daredevil so we're all caught up with season one and then next week we can start with season two going back to the two episodes? Mm-hmm. Is that too much? Or That's what, That works for me. So after that, two episodes of Daredevil, two episodes of Titan, and one episode of um, I need a new desk chair. And um, Moon Knight. Okay, are we going back to Harley Quinn or because we don't have to if you don't want I mean, to since Moon Knight I is think, here. Yeah, I was like, I think Harley Quinn was more like a filler. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like to me, it's it's a good series, but it's not one of those series that I feel like we find ourselves talking a lot about. Right. Because it's so random out there kind of thing. So I think it's great for if we, we need something to watch, we can always go back to it. But I think that okay. is. I think I'm okay with not. Okay, so two episodes, well, one episode of Daredevil, two episodes of Titan, one episode of Moon Knight, and then after we finish out season one, we'll be doing two, two, and one. Yep. Okay. Well, I think that that is, ooh, all I have, um, shout out to Star Wars for delaying, um, the Obi series. No. <laughs> no shout out to them. Yeah, they tried it. They just snuck it out there like, mm. I don't like I mean, it. Granted, it's not a huge delay. It only says it's like two days. <laughs> it's been delayed by two days, but at least you're getting two episodes. I mean, okay, I guess. I guess. But with that said, Blurts, I think that's all we got. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.